Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Whatnots Review Show, our book club style podcast. Uh, did I just say book club? I don't know. I heard it like regular. Okay, we'll go, go, go with that. <laughs> I said it regular. Welcome to our book club style podcast here at the Whatnots, where we cover multiple different genres, multiple different mediums. Uh, you guys can basically jump in at any number you you want because there is bound to be something for everyone. Uh, but this week, we are talking about some Superman comics. Superman Rebirth Deluxe Edition Volume 1, mm -hmm. which is essentially issues 1 through 13 and covers uh, v volumes 1 and 2. But this Deluxe Edition also included uh, the Superman Rebirth one-shot as the first issue there if, if you guys are following along at home and don't actually have the birth deluxe edition in front of you uh, but it is on comiXology unlimited so you guys can find it there yada 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 my name is kyle springer and i am joined as always by melissa wilkinson yes melissa how are you today i'm okay uh did i have a bad hair day which I guess is all the days now that I can't get my hair cut. It, it, see, I, I, I mentioned this before we went live. I think it looks fine. From my end of what I can see, <laughs> I, I think it looks good. But then you were like, but we're reading Superman. And that's like the ultimate hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yesterday I watched the Disney Plus documentary on lyricist Howard Ashman, okay. who did the lyrics for the songs in Little Shop of Horrors in Disney's Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid. Like he wrote oh, all man. the songs I loved as a kid. And that's also like princess hair envy from seeing all the animated clips in that documentary. Sure. So I just... Oh, I got all these good hairstyles on a pedestal this weekend, and then I look at myself on like this tiny little stump. <laughs> well, regardless, we are still here doing our thing. My my mm -hmm. week has has been good. I I I think this week went by really fast for me, and I'm not really sure why. It just kind of zoomed by, and it's again, it's the end of the week, mm -hmm. and here here we are podcasting so i'm excited i yep. i i think we're gonna have a lot of interesting things to talk about this week uh mm -hmm. with, with these superman comics in particular uh but yeah superman rebirth deluxe edition volume one uh melissa we've read a bunch of comics on this show but it's kind of been <laughs> spread yes. out different things here and there some indie books some superhero books some old stuff some new stuff uh, some in between, but we we haven't read much Superman stuff. We ha we ha like it's it's rare that Yo and I get to like, hey, let's let's just take one of the cl classic characters yeah. and just read something of theirs. We did read All Star Superman a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Let me look. But that that's a up. Grant Morrison book, so even if it is about you know the big classic platonic ideal of a superhero it's a weird book about him it really is yeah um let's see superman all-star superman was episode 17 of the review show Ooh, wow early on stuff 
Um, yeah, so it's- and we did cover him uh, in a Patreon bonus episode for the review show. We read for the man who has everything. Yeah, we read some of the like Alan Moore. Uh, well, yeah, we read that story in particular and then compared it to the animated version mm. of of that. So that was a lot, lot, lot of fun as well. But it's been a while since we've done Superman proper or just like a yeah. classic superhero proper. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm... I think this book was a lot. There, there, there was a lot <laughs> packed in this book. I think there's a lot yeah. to t- talk about, but I'm curious as to your thoughts on this one. Uh, yeah, this didn't read to me like any other th- books that I've read because mostly yeah. we've covered graphic novels or like more self-contained runs of comics. And this really felt like it was just a... Uh, a varied sample out of what's happening in a long running mm-hmm. comics story where they've, you know, the more of the basics are established already. So they have more room to play around and jump around and try different things. We're doing this for four issues and then a one shot and another one shot. And then we're doing this for two issues. It's there's a lot happening. It's kind of a buffet of a lot of various problems that the, yeah. the Clark Kent family could be dealing with. Yeah, it really is a lot of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's basically just like a small snapshot of, yeah, this kind of long going. It's not a graphic novel. It's not necessarily complete when when we're done with yeah. this. Um which I, I don't think we've really read anything like that, which was yeah. interesting. So that's p- p- partly why I'm curious as to uh, what your thoughts are on this stuff. Um, but d- did did you end up liking it? Was it kind of too c- crazy for the stuff? Just be like, I don't know. It was no. okay. You know, I don't know. No, I appreciated it. Like there, I would have liked to have seen more classic metropolis saving adventures maybe a lex luther shows up but i like the variety i got in this like i never dreamed of a story where superman has to team up with frankenstein but i've got it here i liked the setting that it was in uh and i liked i was surprised how much of this was about his son jonathan Mm -hmm. when you pitched this to me it sounded like it was going to be a superman story Uh, with some of his son in it. And it's more even-handed than that, not to the point where it's a kid's story. Yeah, even though a lot of the story does focus on this 10-year-old, I didn't feel like it was uh, below my level reading it as an adult. Yeah, good. Uh, Yeah, I I was also a little bit surprised at how much Jonathan was in the book. I was not expecting that. Um, But yeah, I I enjoyed it. For the most part, I didn't think it was really anything spectacular. Um, however, I think it had really high highs and also some really low lows. Uh, mm. it, for the most part, I feel like the book was kind of middling at best, uh, but it has a tribute in there to Darwin Cook that just, I was just like, oh, I miss mm. Darwin Cook. He's so good. Um, but uh, like stuff like that, I, I think this book also really c- calls 
back to some classic Superman stories from the mm-hmm. 80s, like late 80s, early 90s, when Superman fights Doomsday and he dies and it's the reign of Superman and all of that stuff. Like, it, it's an homage to a lot of that stuff, which is the era of Superman that I fell in love with. And so it's just like, I like this. This is good. This is good. But then it's also like, let's go to the science fair. And I'm just like, okay, I don't care about the science fair. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that. I like the little uh, domestic parts of it because it's sure. about the Kent family, Clark and Lois and John. And they move to this little farming community. It's not Smallville, but it's like Smallville, probably Medium why Ville. they moved there. <laughs> yeah. And they. <laughs> <laughs> right, it seems a little bit bigger, slightly, <laughs> than depictions of Smallville I've seen. But yeah, there's lots of little domestic bits about them, like getting to know the neighbors, getting John adjusted to a new school. Lois wants to start working at the local small paper, mm-hmm. try and bring some of that Daily Planet energy over there. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get more into the continuity and, and stuff like that once we get into sp- Spoilers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because I'm I'm kind of assuming you you were ju- 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 just like okay, I'm gonna have Kyle explain some of this stuff right here and there. I I do have several questions what? that I could have Googled, but I thought I would see if you could just tell me. So let's let's do a brief synopsis. Uh, mm. Once again, we read Superman Rebirth Deluxe Edition Book One. This is by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick G- Gleason. Um, and we pick up with Superman, who is like, hey, I'm not the Superman of this world. I'm a Superman mm. of another world. I've only come here recently. I've kind of been hiding in the shadows because this world already had a Superman. Keyword had. Uh, Superman has recently passed away. He has died. Uh, and so this this version of Superman is like, hey, I kind of have to step up now. I was hiding in the shadows as Clark Smith. It was mm-hmm. Clark and Lois Smith. Uh, the yeah. most generic last name you can think of for a plain, <laughs> boring, everyday <laughs> fit in with the rest of the people. Um, <laughs> yeah, my name is human being, two arms and legs. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> And so he he kind of has to step out and and be like, okay, well, I guess this is a sign that I should kind of be Superman for this world. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, like like you said, he has a son. He has Jonathan, who's I don't know, maybe ten years old, yeah, ish. And so he's Superman now has the opportunity to be Pa Kent to his son mm-hmm. uh, and teach him all of these lessons and why you should be a good person especially when no one's watching and stuff like that and so so there's this this, these these good like teachable moments uh we're right in that but they also uh don't go exactly as planned we end up meeting batman and his son damien uh in there and if you're like whoa what the hell batman has a son named damien yes welcome to comics (laughs) Um, and yeah it's just it's it's kind of a crazy book they they go places like like you said they they team up with frankenstein at one point it's just like what is happening there's so much happening (laughs) in this book so 
they go to a, an island full of like dinosaurs. Dinosaur island. Uh, they go to the moon. Yeah. Batman has a base on the moon, which I wasn't expecting. Because of course he does, right? <laughs> I'm Batman. I, I expected am everywhere. someone to have a base on the moon, but I my first couple choices would not have been Batman. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Do do you have kind of anything else that you want to add to the like basic synopsis of the of the book? I I will say that the part about them being a family from another dimension, from another continuity of Superman, and they're living. Uh, I don't know if they took the the pseudonym Smith or if they're from an alternate universe where the name never was Kent; it always was Smith. I didn't no, pick they, up on they, that. they 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 they. Hook on Smith as just a g- okay, generic okay. will blend in. The fact that they're from another dimension uh, doesn't really come into play at all. Yeah. It's for like the first issue and then it changes gears. Yeah. And it seems otherwise completely normal except for that they're the Smiths instead of the Kents. Yeah. For the most part, I I know I've kind of hinted at some continuity stuff that I will explain. Mm. For the most part, you can ignore most of that. You like, yeah. I'm sure you'll have some questions, but I I feel like they act more as like a good tease to be like, oh, maybe I should go check out this book or I should go do mm-hmm. that thing, and you know, um, which is also kind of what comics does, right? Of just hinting and te- teasing at things. Oh, if you liked this, go check out this book. Uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, I think you can kind of ignore it and just pick up where this one is and you'll understand. It's like, okay, he's kind of new here on this world. He's pecking up in the footsteps of this other Superman. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's do a bit of housekeeping like we normally do, and then we will get into spoilers after that. Stuff like that. So if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, if, you, if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us as little as a dollar a month. Uh, at, at our $3 tier, we have all kinds of exclusive content. Uh, like you mentioned at the start here, there was uh, one t- time for an exclusive a- 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 episode of the review show. Uh, we covered a short Superman story written by Alan Moore. Um, I-, I think it was actually the same t- team as Watchmen. So Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Uh, but that story has also been turned into an episode of, I believe, Justice League Unlimited. So we mm-hmm. did a compare and contrast thing with that. So if you guys want to go check that out as well, that is up uh, for $3 patrons or above. Uh, let's see. Besides that, uh, we would like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out. Uh, for keeping the mics on, we appreciate it a lot. And yeah, thank you, thank you so, so much. Helps us out, means a lot. But yeah, that wraps us up for housekeeping. So let's get into spoilers. As hey, spoiler. Okay. Uh, 
Well, so so you 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 mentioned you had questions. Let's let's start with mm-hmm. that. Uh, let me see if I can okay. answer your stuff, and then <laughs> it, if if I need to, maybe I'll back up. I I, I have a couple notes written down on my phone just to be like you should uh-huh. probably explain x y and z <laughs> okay uh damian wayne i have heard of before but i can't remember who his mom is i think it's either Catwoman or talia it's talia Ta- okay talia Al- Al- yeah who is the daughter of Raish al Ghul, uh who is the head of the Lake of Assassins, and yeah, Batwoman, I mean, uh, Batman and T- Talia, you get it on, Batman doesn't know she's pregnant, mm-hmm. has a kid, she raises him for like eight, nine, eight or nine years as an assassin, and then just like Drops him off on Batman's doorstep, like surprise, you have a kid, uh, yeah. and then he's just like the, the he's a little shit. That's what he is, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's he just wants to k- kill people. And that 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 Batman's like, no, we don't kill p- people. You can't do that, Damien. Like, stop it. He's like, but it's so much easier. Like, we can just do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who Damien is. Okay, okay. I couldn't get a handle on who nobody was exactly. Uh, I actually don't know that one. I don't know who nobody is. Let's see. Because she's, she says, uh, when she first encounters John, she's like, "Oh, I'm just here at the school to, uh, to pick something up for my little brother." And it seems like she does have a like an older sisterly role to Damien, and they're ten, and she looks like she's maybe like thirteen or fourteen. But I couldn't tell if they were like actually siblings, like if this is a, a daughter Tali Al Ghul had earlier, or if she's just like another orphan Batman picked up somewhere along the way. And so that's why she has kind of a sisterly role to Damien, and I can't tell her relation to Batman exactly, like. They definitely know each other and work with each other, but I can't tell, like, uh, is this one of yours, Batman? <laughs> Does she live here at Wayne Manor? Um, let's see, let me see, let me see. I, so, I'm looking up, created by writer Batman and Robin, writer Peter J. Tomasi. So it's a character that this writer, uh, mm. Created and Patrick Gleason, who I think is on is that the artist on this book? Yeah, so it's an original character by these creators for a series called Batman and Robin. This was, I believe, pre New Fifty. No, that must have been in the New Fifty Two. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. So we see nobody as this young girl, whereas I'm looking at nobody. Uh, I, I'm looking at the wiki on Comic Vine, and they say uh, son of Henry Ducard, former trainer huh. of Bruce Wayne. Nobody disproves of Batman's methods, finding them t- t- too soft on crime. To show Wayne the error of his ways, he tries to lure Wayne's son, Damien, into adopting a more lethal approach. Uh, so hmm. I'm guessing the nobody we saw is that guy's daughter morgan's okay daughter. yeah 
Probably. That makes sense because we've got these other kids. <laughs> she probably is the daughter of some other uh, superhero or villain persona. We don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with her at all. So. I liked her. I just couldn't figure out She's where cool. she came from. Cool. Uh, any other questions that you had? Mm. No, that was pretty much it. I just, <laughs> just needed an update on the Bat family. Okay. So here's, here's the continuity stuff that I'm okay. going to explain. I'm going to tr try and get through this as fast as I can because I don't want to spend too much time on this. But I think it's at least worth explaining for those people mm -hmm. who are interested. Um, so DC Comics kind of has this accordion pattern for their universe where uh, mm -hmm. they make a bunch of alternate universes there's a big multiverse and then they do something to kill off a bunch of them and then combine the rest of them into a streamlined continuity that happened first with crisis on infinite earths basically was a storyline in which like i just said a bunch of of like alternate universes are completely destroyed and the remaining ones are mashed together into this brand new unified streamlined continuity they had to update the origin stories to be like okay no it actually happened like this because now you know now we have this new timeline and stuff like that um but since then, it kind of repeats itself. It'll be like, okay, we now have a streamlined con continuity, and then the next, you know, big thing will be like, surprise, the multiverse is back! Ha-ha! <laughs> and, and then down the road, they'll be like, oh, no, the multiverse is being destroyed. Whatever will we do? And then it, it, it just goes back and forth <laughs> like that. Um, so that, that kind of continued... Uh, to a story called Flashpoint, uh, which mm -hmm. they also made an animated movie about. Maybe some of you have seen that as well, in which the Flash tries to go back in time and stop the murder of his mother, but in doing so, fucks over all of the timelines, uh, and it is not good. Um, but on the opposite end of Flashpoint, um... DC decides to not just be like, okay, we now have a streamlined continuity, or we now have a new multiverse. They say, hey, all of our history, we're scrapping it. We're starting from square one. You don't need to know a thing about these characters. They're all brand new. Green Lantern has not met Batman yet. The Justice mm -hmm. League has not formed. Like, like Superman is j j just starting to be Superman. Like, just square one you can jump in right now except it it failed it didn't really work <laughs> it didn't work like that batman's continuity kind of stayed the same green lantern's continuity kind of stayed the same but then injustice league it contradicted that and it was just like this is confusing they're taking out characters that we have loved for a long long t t time uh, Wally West does not exist now. Oh. Uh, Barbara Gordon is no longer Oracle. Uh, she's no longer in the wheelchair. So, like, uh, there's some things of, of, like, hey, representation and characters we know and love. You guys have been taking them out. We don't like this. 
uh, and in short, the new 52 crashed and burned. Uh, Hmm. But by the end of the new 52, they did a story called Multiversity, uh, which if I'm not mistaken was, I believe, headed by Grant Morrison, so I'm sure you can uh, know how crazy that, that would be. Uh, but they also did a story c- called Convergence, and this was a n- uh-huh. another one of those stories where it's like, hey, let's take all of the multiverses and let's mash them into one thing. Um, and in that storyline, we see uh, the pre-Flashpoint version of Superman, who had gotten married to Lois and who had a, k- a kid named Jonathan. And... Dan Jurgens was working on those stories. They were supposedly really, really good. And they were like, hey, what if we save that version of Superman? Because that's the one that actually everyone really likes. And no one really likes this new 52 (laughs) version. Uh, And so, yeah, they save him. His world gets destroyed, but they bring Mm -hmm. him into the continuity of this new 52 Superman here. Uh, and then shortly after that new 52 Superman dies. Uh, and so he's like, oh, well, I guess this is a job for Superman. <laughs> um, so that's what happens with that. New 52 Superman dies, but his death is really confusing because they're saying his cells were dying since a certain fight on ap- Apocalypse. He has kryptonite radiation uh he fights the kryptonian god Rao, and each fight they say like oh because of this fight you're dying and it's like well you told me he was dying before this like i don't understand really confusing at the end of the new 52 jeff johns comes on as the creative director and he is pretty vocal about not liking the new 52 just being like it's a lot darker we've destroyed some of the characters that you guys really liked like we we, we, i don't like this so he ends up coming up with rebirth Um, Mm. there was an 80 page comic just called dc universe rebirth and it was amazing. It was fantastic. To someone like me who is a slut for continuity uh, and and and, st- and stuff like that, this was amazing. This was so, so good. Um, and it, it, it has Wally West narrating the book. He has been trapped kind of in the speed force, stuff like that. He's being like, hey, no one remembers me. This is a strange thing. Why is, like, why do I not exist now? That's strange. That's stupid. Maybe Batman. He's the greatest detective. Let me go to Batman and see if he knows something. He's just like, who are you? I I don't know you. So he... tries appearing to a bunch of different characters and they're all just like sorry dude i don't know who you are and as he's appearing to, to these characters he, like he's getting weaker and weaker and he's like i can't keep this up i'm about to disappear completely uh and then finally he appears to barry who's at first like i don't remember you but he's he's like no c- come on you're my last hope obi-wan you're my last hope <laughs> he's, he's, he's just like wait I do remember you. And then he pulls him out of the 
time stream speed force whatnot thing and he's like yes good i am back i'm here to stay but dc rebirth also teases a dc universe cross over with watchmen oh watchmen has always been in its own separate th thing they're doing that and they started teasing hey you guys didn't like New 52. Well, that's because someone has been messing around with the timeline. And Batman, in his Batcave, finds the comedian's button. That, that like, smiley face button with the bloodstain. He's just like, what is this thing? I don't know. I'm Batman. <laughs> um, and, 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 yeah, so they're like, hmm, who could be messing with the timeline from the Watchmen series? I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure it out. Um, and and so, yeah, they, they tease that. They also tease that three Jokers are running around. Yeah, all the Jokers from past continuity, the, like, 1960s Joker that actually looks like a clown and has that, you know, the big, huge smile. Uh, they're all kind of running around. I think they're just starting like in 2020 just starting to get to that story um rebirth came out i think in like 2015 or 2016 something like that so they're they're teasing a whole bunch of stuff so long story short yeah here here comes the pre flashpoint <laughs> superman into this newer content continuity okay he steps in. He's like, I have to be the new Superman because the one that you all didn't like died. But I will say this. So Superman also runs parallel to Action Comics, which is another Superman okay. title. Um, that may have been more of what you said you were interested in. Um, mm -hmm. the, the like Daily Planet saving uh, all, all of that stuff i think the first couple issues he's still f th this new superman is uh fighting doomsday which is the character that killed the new 52 superman yeah. stuff like that um he's also dealing with this character named doctor i mean not dead dr oz mr oz <laughs> Which I, th I think they mentioned once in this book, but it's so off off yeah. hands that you're just like, all right, who cares? Um, but then there's a guy that shows up who's like, hey, I'm Clark K K Kent. Hyperman's like, that's strange. I'm kind of Clark Kent, but I've been going as Superman. Who is this new guy? Turns out. That is the new 52 Superman. He never actually died. Uh, there's a whole story with that that I didn't read. Last but not least, the last thing that I will say is that uh, both this old version of Superman and this new 52 version of Superman who we thought died but never really actually did end up kind of using into one and being like, okay, now we have full on superman this is him okay that's it continuity they've coalesced stuff into done. a singular superman again yes that is the stuff that i think okay. you all should should, should know. 
So okay. Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Does, does that kind of clear things up for you? Does that uh, leave you with more questions? No, I think that's fine. That's actually a lot more information than I needed about anything, sure. but I'm good. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. So now that that is out of the way, let's let's actually dive into more <laughs> of, of these books. Here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, w w what is, like, so you, you mentioned you really liked the kind of more family stuff of just, like, yeah. what, let, let's see what Superman looks like raising a son. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that. What, 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 what stood out to you with that? I liked the country setting. I liked this okay. farm that they live on. Because I don't think that's something I've seen in other Superman stories that he's like, I'm going to return to farm life where I grew up. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah. he does that from time to time. Um, I, 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 I surprisingly really enjoyed that, too. Mm. I think I would have liked the book more if it was, like, only that. Like, if, if, if yeah. you take out some of the more bombastic adventures which on one way like you kind of need for a superman story but like there there there's so, something kind of cool about that smaller subdued story where he just has to raise his son to be mm -hmm. this next thing right yeah i um, liked the not that you know island of dinosaurs or the moon wasn't entertaining but i like the small conflicts of jonathan's trying to learn how to use his powers Trying to get some practice in, but not, you know, uh, get out of hand with them or show them off too much. Accidentally out on destroys his cat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like just a hawk swoops down and takes the family cat. And he's like, I got to do something about this. And he tries to laser the hawk and his aim is bad or the burst is too big. And he kills the cat. Yeah. Like the smaller conflicts like that. I wanted to see more of those come up. Just how much superhero trouble can you get into in the confines of this farm and small town yeah because it it's it's not like superman didn't really have someone to really teach yeah. him how to control his powers he had pa kent but those were more human lessons of like oh we need to be kind we need to yes. be nice to people we need to help out stuff like that right Whereas the Hess is like oh so you have laser vision okay yeah. let's let's do some target yeah practice. like let, you know, i have let's, laser let's, vision too yeah <laughs> like oh since when did you get freeze breath let's talk mm. about that because you know sometimes when you sneeze it might happen <laughs> um so yeah like i i kind of would have liked it to focus more on that stuff mm -hmm. but i'm also I'm also glad that they had some of these more bigger bombastic stuff. Mm -hmm. That's also a part of Superman's life. Like he 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 can't escape that. Yeah. Right? Where he's just like, "Up, oh, well, we're in another dimension for two issues. Like, you know, let's deal with that." Uh, and yeah, like, up oh, here we are with Frankenstein. I I guess it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the Frankenstein you know. one is wild because in a couple issues ago, they're at just the town carnival, which is yeah. a really fun issue. Yeah. And Lois is talking. They've just moved there. This is their first, you know, we're going out among the townspeople for a large event. 
And Lois starts talking to the woman, handing out complimentary issues of the paper to drum up paper business. She's like, oh, I'd love to work with you. And then this issue starts with Lois just going to, you know, the Hamilton Horn offices, yeah. <laughs> getting set up, talking to the editor-in-chief, and then Frankenstein breaks through a wall out of nowhere and starts screaming at the editor and tries to kidnap her. Like, that's how this starts. So it's not just Superman, it's it's poor innocent Lois who's like, okay, now I gotta deal with a Frankenstein. The Frankenstein came here on a hover cycle, I figure out how to drive the hover cycle to save my editor friend yeah yeah which i mean she knows how to deal with all of that because yeah this is the superman that i also know and love from the like post-crisis to the free the pre-flash point stuff Mm -hmm. so it's just like Look, he's he's been through other planets. He's seen people die. He has died himself. He's fought monsters, robots, aliens, beings from uh, alternate dimensions. Like he's killed. Like they know how to deal with this stuff, and that's why she's just like, "Ah, okay, come with me. Like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a very capable Lois who doesn't let any of these problems get to her. Yeah, she. I mean, she's always been yeah. a very, very capable woman. Like, she is the t- type of woman to chase after a story and be like, I am going to put myself in harm's way because I want that goddamn story and I will yeah. get it. So help me God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hoperman's always just like, God, no, Lois, don't. You can't. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm fine. Like, I can do this. He's right. And like, this is also. Right, you're right. <laughs> a relationship between them where he's not doing that in this As series much, very yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. He's really up for working with Lois and John and getting them yeah. just like, well, we're together. We're a family. We can take on any problem together if we yeah. need to. Yeah, which is good. It's fun. I, 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 th- yeah. I think that's a very endearing aspect of this book. Mm. Uh, to back up a bit, I wanted to talk about the carnival one. Yeah. Because uh, that was one of my favorite issues uh, mm-hmm. just because of the, the whole like, okay, for one night no superheroics. Yeah. Like, let's just be normal people. And he 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 just he can't help it. He 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 he, he like because mm-hmm. he has super hearing. He knows that some people are about to rob the like the people at the 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 t- ticket booth and all of that stuff. And he's like, promised Lois that I wouldn't get into costume. <laughs> But I actually promised her I wouldn't be in my costume, right? What if I have another <laughs> costume and do this without them finding out, right? Huh? Yeah. yeah. That'll work. Um, and, yeah, they're g- getting on the roller c- 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 coaster, mm. and one of the employees is, like, accidentally on the l- l- loudspeaker and being like, man, we were about to get robbed, and then this, like, super strong g- g- guy in a cape comes in and saves the day like who would have thunk it and she's just sitting there like you can see their faces just she's just like mm-hmm. this is i'm <laughs> getting more and more mad mm-hmm. and he's yeah. just like 
Oh God! Oh God! I hope she doesn't hear maybe this. Maybe it was another very buff man in a cape. <laughs> yeah, I know several of them from work. Yeah, <laughs> I I I loved that moment because it's mm. it's it's a genuine moment where she is like mad and upset of just like, God damn it, Clark! One night you couldn't do this. <laughs> For one night, and he just has this childish look, like, don't look over at her, don't look over at her, like... Right! (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, panel by panel as they're going up the lift hill of a roller coaster, and John's in the middle of them, just oblivious, just having fun. Yeah, and he's just like, here we go! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's it's, it's good. It's fun. I I really enjoyed that moment. Um, In... as, As the kind of... DC Rebirth comics in general continue. They they do a lot of really good stuff like this. I, I I've nice. read all of the DC Rebirth Wonder Woman stuff. Those Ooh. books are fantastic, especially when Greg Raka is is on them. Um, yeah, fantastic stuff. But in the Batman comics uh, specifically, uh. Batman is eventually having this thing with Catwoman. They end up dating. They end up wanting to get married as well. Mm. And so they try and do these things where it's like, hey, what if Clark and Lois go on a double date with Bruce and and Selina? And it's more stuff like this where they're like, let's just try to have a normal night at the carnival. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it, it just... It it doesn't happen. It can't yeah. happen. Or um, I I think there's one night where Bruce and and Clark try to do a bachelor party while uh while while Selena and Lois are like bachelorette party. Let's go to the Fortress of Solitude and live it up. Oh my god! And they just have the most fun. They get into the most trouble. Meanwhile. Clark and 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 Bruce are having the most boring, bland dinner at like a five star restaurant. So how are the kids? <laughs> like all that stuff. It's just it's so. Is it just the two of them? Yeah, it's so I, funny. Invite Green Arrow. Green Arrow seems like he knows how to party. I, I'm sure he does. But yeah, it's just them like in their civilian identities just trying to be normal people <laughs> when they know like they're not that like Superman yeah. is who, basically who he is. Batman is who he mm. is. So for them to just sit down and have a normal meal, it's so awkward. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I, I love the moments I... like that. Mm-hmm. I liked Batman in these books. Yes, yeah, he was. He was I like that him and Clark are just like these. They're like coworkers. Uh, they're just like dad pals. Yeah, it's almost Super like dads. they're just neighbors. Like they, like they live on the same block instead of well, you know, we've fought uh, atrocities before. Yeah. Well, th- so that's kind of one of the confusing things of like it does mm. is this really the same batman that has fought with that version of superman all those times like well mm. no but yes at the same time it's eh, no, no, it's confusing <laughs> um so oh. 
yeah, but still, they're like, they're like that version of Superman that we're following also knows Batman enough to be like, hey, I know yeah. you don't trust me, but we're also adults here, and I know we want the same mm. same thing at the end of the day. Here's how we, you know, here's how we can we can at least get along. Yeah, within these confines, right? Like we're both trying to raise our our son here. He's like, Mm -hmm. you're right. Like we need to train them and make sure that they don't do something stupid. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I like uh, I like that that arc where it's about getting John and Damien to get along and to be teammates with each other. I like that it was called World's Smallest, World's Smallest, (laughs) instead of World's Finest. Uh, Which, if you liked that. Uh, spinning out of that, there's actually a series called Super Sons, where uh, oh. yeah, where J- J- Jonathan and Damien team up and go on adv- adventures together. So if you mm. liked that dynamic, how one of them was very murderous and the other one was like just a bumbling, <laughs> a bumbling. <laughs> cannot speak a bumbling mm-hmm. idiot uh, who cannot control his powers yet yeah uh, then yeah that that i'm sure would be a good book to <laughs> check out super sons i i and i like that when the line you are our super sons is delivered in these issues the line comes from alfred yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come from either of the the actual dads i'm like that's a good thing that. to give to him alfred's alfred's a good father figure to have in your life Indeed. Indeed. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to t- talk about? Let's. I want to mention that these books gave me something about Batman that I've never seen in another Batman okay. story before. It's when him and Clark are, you know, running the boys through all these tests. Like we took your capes. You know, if you if you pass through all these tests together with teamwork, you get your capes right. back. And I think it's after all of that when it's like, okay, all right, you guys survived. Let's go on a fun adventure. We're going to go cut down Christmas trees in the woods with our laser <laughs> yeah. vision. Like it's Clark and, and, and Bruce sitting in like the back of the it, uh, whatever vehicle they're in. I picture them in a carriage and in hindsight, I'm like, that's not right. This isn't <laughs> white Christmas. They're not run- <laughs> traveling through the woods in a carriage. <laughs> But like they're sharing cocoa and they're talking about how, you know, they're like, you know what? I think we did good by these boys. I think we've helped them out a lot. And we can take a second and rejoice and, you know, be happy about Mm -hmm. this. And Bruce says, I think our fathers would be proud of us. I've never seen a Batman for as much as he dwells on his parents. I've never seen a moment where Batman says, I think my folks would be proud of me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's few and far bet- bet- between that Batman reflects on his parents. Well, no, 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 no. I I I, I, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. that he reflects on his parents in that way, but yes. I, I I think deep down he's maybe always doing that. Like I I I think that is yeah. one of his motivations is to make his parents mm. pr- proud, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think this is just a moment where he vocalizes that with someone else, yes. which is also something he normally does not do, right? It's mm. it's with someone else there just being like, hey, I think our parents would be proud. Yeah, I like that this was a much warmer Batman than we've ever seen before, but it still feels like Batman. 
indeed. Um, so I wanted to, to, to move to the Dinosaur Island story arc, the two-issue mm-hmm. thing there. So after that uh, like, trip to the fair, we see that jo- Jonathan has to work on some kind of science project. Uh, and mm. then when we finally see that, he's he seems to be making some kind of drone, and then he turns it on, <laughs> and yeah. it, it, like, flies away, and then, like, t- transports them to Dinosaur Island, um, which, right away, I kind of was like, this island is familiar, I think I know this, and, 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 and then we start to see some graves and stuff like that, and I'm like that the losers is that is that who i think it is yeah and 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 oh these are pre-existing guys oh yeah i'll i'll explain here in a second yeah and then they big they find that big like in in script inscription of like here's the story of the losers and i was like it's dinosaur island this is the losers this is new frontier i love this um so this, I think, was one of the high moments in the story. I loved these two issues. Um, and simply because this is another kind of callback to a different book. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Daisy's New Frontier. Have, have you heard, mm-hmm. heard of that book or have you seen the animated adaption? Uh, I think I saw part of the animated adaptation. Is it? Got like a mid-century setting. Uh, it, yeah, it kind of g- goes back and forth between the older okay. heroes and okay. the newer ones, and it kind of bridges that. G- 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 okay. Um, but long story short, it, it's it's by Darwin Cook, who is a mm-hmm. just a genius of comics. He he his his stories were fantastic. His art was incredible. It was this very classic sense of of the way the characters looked the way they felt the way they acted it was just he was a master a master class in all aspects and Mm. the new frontier is a particularly good book to check out it's phenomenal i think uh Paul and I covered it on the review sh- or on on the whatnots podcast a long long time ago. You guys can mm. find that on our website, thewhatnots.com. Um, but there's also an animated adaptation of of that too, a movie that you guys can yeah ch- check out. Uh, and yeah, it b- bridges the gap between some of the older like golden age, silver age. <laughs> heroes and their newer modern counterparts and stuff like that from the justice society to the justice league and stuff like that um and the big threat is dinosaur island which turns out to be a giant monster in and of itself so they were not on just in, in island they were on a giant monster and they like didn't mention that this entire like two 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 issue arc um but yeah it also like the new frontier pays homage to so many dc comics and history and content and it, like it's just 
it's Easter egg after Easter egg after e Easter egg. Um, and so to see that kind of in this book was one like, oh, like this is an e e Easter egg to that book. But I think mm. the most important thing is that this came out shortly after Darwin Cook died. This was a tribute mm -hmm. to 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 him after he he passed, and so like when when at the end uh, there it, it was like uh, like a for Darwin Cook, it was just like oh mm -hmm. I like this. This is this is for him. That's sweet. Love, yeah. Um, so I I I en enjoyed that arc. It did 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 that arc mm -hmm. stick out? <laughs> To, to you as someone who might not be as <laughs> as familiar with with that stuff i it just reminded me a lot of kong skull island okay interesting yeah Good stuff. <laughs> where you go to an island it's full of monsters there is a world war ii pilot who went down and he's still living yep. there in the jungle among all these monsters and he doesn't know anything that happened he's like oh boy people you know what's the news out there <laughs> you know if you help me get back to civilization i'll tell you how to go. avoid all these monsters <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> One thing I liked about that story was getting to see Crypto the Super Dog, yep. who always seemed real corny to me. Just the idea that it's like, okay, Superman is a dog, but like it's also a Kryptonian dog, and the dog is also super. Like it seemed, I don't know, like a tacky uh action figurey thing. Yeah. Like let's just pack as many toy edit characters into the story <laughs> as we can. Yeah. But then I was actually reading this. This is my first time interacting with Crypto the Super Dog. And I'm like, he's pretty cool. He's, he's a good boy. I appreciate he's him. He's a good puppers. Yeah. Right. And I looked it up, and he is part, he's a mix of Labrador and Pitbull. There you go. Okay. Oh, which I think made me extra fond of him. Your your roommates have some Pitbulls. Mm -hmm. I've never seen them, but I hear them a lot. Yeah. So I'm I'm fond of them through that. <laughs> It's like, oh, all the dogs are out there having they fun. Are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> this is a hero that Blueberry can look up exactly. to. Crypto the super exactly. dog. I really don't know much about Crypto besides seeing him, like, yeah, in like a joke old cartoon yeah. and being like, wow, they really did some strange things back then, huh? <laughs> um, so, yeah, to see him in this is kind of strange. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, honey, enough, I've been reading a bunch of post-crisis DC comics. I've read all of the su Superman stuff, which is where I fell mm -hmm. in lo lo love with them. Or, like, all of the stuff up until the uh, just through the death of Superman arc, which I'll get back to in a bit here. But um, I did happen to recently read the first appearance of Ace the Bat Hound. Batman also huh. has a dog at certain oh my God. points. Yeah, so it was it was funny. It's like, oh, there's Ace. Oh, now we have Crypto in modern day <laughs> stuff. So good stuff. Yeah. Does Marvel have any notable pets besides Captain Marvel's cat? Mm, oh God. Uh, it's not like the Fantastic Four have like a a mouse that was on the spaceship with them, and now the mouse has powers. Uh, the only one I can think of is from the Inhumans. 
Ah. Uh, which I, do, I don't remember his name. Why am I blanking on his name? What is the dog from the Inhuman name? The dog from the Inhuman. His name. Lockjaw. There we go. Big old oh. Lockjaw. He he looks more like uh, in a he he looks more like a bulldog, but he's a giant one. Good. Like he's like Ooh. same height as me. Just a big old oh big no old bulldog. Uh, and he can teleport people. So if Ow. you are touching him, he can teleport and t take you wherever you need to go. They they did did at one point have a mini series. I don't think it lasted long. They had the Pet Avengers, and it was all of the animals that t teamed up to go do something. I don't know. Weird stuff. But I, I don't know many. Mm. many uh, there, there's Devil Dinosaur. Okay. Moon Girl and Devil D Dinosaur. He's from, I think, the Savage L L Land, which is similar to D D mm -hmm. Dinosaur I Island that we just saw mm -hmm. in this book. But yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, 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 I can see how this would be more like Kong Skull Island to you, or more, yeah. more like <laughs> a like a Doc Savage t type of thing. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but it's neat to know that that's part of pre-existing DC lore because I had no yeah. idea about that. Before superhero comics were super popular, Marvel yeah. and DC did a lot of like war stories and western stories because um, again, like s superheroes didn't really start appearing t till the sixties. So in like late 40s, early 50s was all war stories because World War II just mm. happened and that's what everyone knew, right? Uh, that's mm -hmm. what people could relate to and stuff. Um, but DC especially has a big history with war comics, with Sergeant Rock, mm. with the Losers, um, Stuff like that, uh, and Marvel had a big history with westerns, with the Rawhide Kid, oh. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I've never seen anything western wrapped up into contemporary superhero canon. Interesting. Uh, Jonah Hex, I think, would be the one from Oh right DC that would is still like yeah. old western, but every now and then gets wrapped up in more modern day stuff, or they go and is it him? Something like mm. that. I know they made a J J Jonah Hex movie at one point that I, I think everyone has hey. forgotten about because no right. one knew. Even <laughs> I forget about that. <laughs> yeah. I think it is the most forgettable superhero movie of the 21st century. It's one of them. It's up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like people remember not liking Fantastic Four or Ghost Rider. Nobody talks about Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. <laughs> It gets right. the short end of the stick there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. Okay. Um, so the one, the one I... thing that I, the I guess, I guess the last thing I wanted to mention about that story that they don't really mention uh -huh. is the the thing that Jonathan is building. 
I don't know what it is, but somehow it has this device that can transport yeah. them to other things. I don't. Are you familiar with what a mother box is or a a, a boom tube? Mother box was that a plot point in the Justice League movie? Because that phrase sounds familiar. Yeah. So I. That's what that device looked like to me. Okay, uh, yeah. It, it seemed to be some kind of boom tube mother box thing, which comes from Apocalypse, uh, which is where Dark Side is and all of that, 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 that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it can basically just teleport people. It's an energy source, stuff like that. So it, it was just like, wait, is he building a drone out of a mother box i was like what is he doing like why is he doing this why would superman let him do this and not be like no mm -hmm. let's let's go to like hobby lobby and go buy like a hobby motor for your your thing yeah here, right you're gonna build a clock right yeah <laughs> so that was interesting to me it's like how are they not mentioning this <laughs> strange I want to talk about the art for these books. Yes, please do. These are good-looking books, and they have really dynamic panel structures. Yeah. Good stuff. Like, I tend to read comics. Uh, when I read them digitally, I go for the full-page view just because it saves my hand that repetitive motion of needing to, like, swipe the screen more often than if I was on guided view panel by panel. Mm -hmm. But I had to keep turning that off because there's so many big splash pages that have like small little panels dotted around like a larger illustration yeah. or there would be a lot of you know you uh, can z z z z zoom in on I, those right i i know okay, good. Just, <laughs> it was easier for me to like toggle it on and off making sure <laughs> just to make sure that i didn't get lost in how much content was on the page and i didn't like skip over one of the panels or something yeah. like it's got a lot of pages structured like that or it has a lot of pages where there's very, like, tall, thin panels or, like, long, narrow panels. Mm -hmm. It varied up the visual layout of things a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I thought it did that really, really well. Um, I That's the thing. Like, I think it's because it's Superman. It's one of their, mm -hmm. like, main books. They really try and go all out with the artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it looks fantastic. I, I yeah. I I mean, there's there was a certain page. Let me see if I can find it here. I think it was when they are going to the moon and Superman is like out in space, floating there. I don't know. Is mm -hmm. I don't know what issue it is. Let's see. Blah 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 blah. Has to be like issue. Three or four or something, because that's when the Eradicator starts showing up, I think. Here's the Eradicator with his cool-looking sunglasses, looking like he's mm -hmm. from the 80s. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's Crypto. Uh, are they on the moon yet? What's going on? <laughs> I'm just, like, scrolling through all of these pages mm -hmm. here. Okay, there's the moon. They must be heading to the moon now. It's on issue, like, four or five has to be um come on 
<laughs> While you're looking, I'm going to mention some other things I like about the art. Go for it. Uh, in the Frankenstein issues in particular. First of all, Frankenstein design, cool. I don't know from whence these Frankenstein characters came. They seem to be part of a pre-existing canon I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. But you meet the bride of Frankenstein in that, and she has four arms. Yeah. And I'm like, that's genius. What has ever stopped a Dr. Victor von Frankenstein for putting on as many limbs as he wanted? Exactly. Of course the bride of Frankenstein should have four arms. <laughs> yeah, they they, 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 they see has like a darker magic side of things. Mm. And yeah, that's where you'll see monsters like frankenstein or swamp thing you'll start to see john mm. constantine and zatanna and stuff like that so they they do have the like if if you're into like dark magic and stuff like that they have some good stuff yeah and part of that issue that couple issues that i liked was when they're they're fighting out in like the field by like the the family mm-hmm. farm. There's these bigger shots, you know, these wider angle shots of all the action. And then in the foreground, there'll be like little flowers and like there's a bumblebee on a flower <laughs> and like just wheat grass and like a little field mouse. Like yeah. I liked that juxtaposition. And it's beautiful to begin with, all these pastoral landscapes of the Smith family farm. But I particularly like them playing up the wackiness of, you know, the four-armed bride of Frankenstein, like, fighting an alien. In the foreground, there's just, like, a little bee pollinating just, a wildflower. Just by. Yeah. <laughs> little bee. So I, I found the page, and yeah, it's issue, like, five or six. I'm not sure exactly which one. Mm. Uh, but it's a, I think it's after they beat the Eradicator and Superman has that, like, extra time. And it's right before that big splash page where he goes to help out everyone. Um, and he's he's floating above Earth, and he's just like, well, I guess I have some extra t- time. Um, but it's it's a really, really cool, like, one... It's, it's one page, three panels. One panel is the entire page. And then yeah. there's, there's, there's two smaller ones down in the corner. But it's just the, the artwork is beautiful. The coloring is gorgeous. Um, and mm-hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is a page where the colorist really got to shine. There was a few years back there was something going around on twitter and stuff like that where they were were like hey if you guys don't think colorists are a huge deal in the the comics industry take a look at this here's the like the pencil version of that page here's the inked version of that page and here is the colorized version of that page and the pencils and inks were black and white strictly like no ink washes mm. and stuff like that and it's it, it was like a p- 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 picture of superman out in space and there's no space the uh, 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 artist did not draw stars did not you, you know have all of the like light leaks and all of that and then you see the colorized stuff and it's stars it's nebula it's it, it's all of the, the, the stuff it's the yeah the like light leaks and lens polares and stuff like that and it it looks gorgeous and that's exactly what's Ooh. happening on on this thing uh, on on this page in particular 
which colorists, let me see if I can find them on here. Shout out to the colorists. Uh, John Calses. Uh, hopefully I'm adding these names right. Will Quintana um, and Alejandro Sanchez uh, did the coloring on this book. And yeah, they crushed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're beautiful books to look at. I like the character designs. I loved uh, their farm neighbor. Uh, it's like the little girl who John is friends with. It's her mm-hmm. grandpa. And he's like this big broad yeah, man in these overalls yeah. with, yeah, with this like big bristly gray mustache. And he looks just like my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who also owned a farm. So I was very fond of him. When they go to the carnival and they meet, uh, Jonathan's teacher is there like having a display of all the kids' science fair projects. Like the second he appears, he's got so much personality just through his visual design. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah the character yeah. seemed rody. That's a word that I never use that I remember learning in school. Rody. If, 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 if ah, that's yes. the word where it's just like healthy and strong and they have like, yeah they just seem like that yeah like that's just what the characters seem like here they they got these like mm. button noses and and like yeah. big eyes and just like wow they're so full of wonder and healthy and they're strong you know mm. um, yeah so the character design was real good too Spot on. Mm-hmm. it's especially in a book with jonathan right where he yeah. is this kid kind of discovering who he is and this world and how to interact with that right to have this like starry-eyed kid just being like this is the world that's batman well batman just looked at me oh my god what do i do you know? <laughs> yeah like like it it was fantastic mm. so, yeah and as i said earlier this book had a lot more Jonathan in it than I was expecting, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. And I think the story's really well-toned to being appropriate for a variety of ages. Like I'm reading this at it's almost 30 and I don't feel like it's you know, like I'm reading a kid's book, but I feel like you could also give this to a kid Jonathan's age and it wouldn't be above their level either. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's in... At the end of the day, that's kind of who most mainstream Marvel and DC comics are aimed at. Just like, hey, mm-hmm. you can give this to a 10-year-old, right? And they'll have yeah. Um, And yeah, and I, I, I think having like a Superman book and you're like, wow, Jonathan, he's my age. And he has, has yeah. superpowers. I think stuff like that is neat. And... DC Comics especially has always done a good job of le- le- legacy characters and like, oh, now this new character is taking up the mantle or now this character mm-hmm. is getting married and now they have k- kids and stuff like that. So but it's fun. Yeah. Last thing I kind of want to mention about this book, I've I've kind of been going in reverse order with this book, uh, mm. is is okay. as the start of the book with the Eradicator stuff. Um, mm. The Eradicator is an interesting character um, that came about, yeah, in the post-crisis DC comics and stuff like that. that. And yeah, his whole thing is like, hey, I'm... Kryptonian technology like here to protect 
Kryptonian culture and the way of mm. life. And it ends up taking that to the extreme and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Which we can see here. The weird thing about this this story in 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 the in in the Superman rebirth that we read here is this book starts out mm-hmm. with uh Clark Smith as Superman in a black yeah. costume because he has not like stepped out into the public y- mm-hmm. yet and he's at the memorial uh for the new 52 superman that has just died where he runs into lana lang who is basically trying to steal the ashes of that superman's body so that she can take him to forget where she said but she's doing something and so she's taking him back to Smallville because okay. she knows that oh, yeah, he yeah. wanted to be buried between Ma and Pa Kent. Right. You're right. Thank you. Uh, but then Superman's like, I was actually going to take him to the Fortress of Solitude because this happened to me once and I came back mm-hmm. to life. So maybe we can bring him back <laughs> to life. Uh, and yeah. It's an interesting thing because... It was the eradicator that brought Superman back to life in the original mm. continuity, right? So him suggesting that is like, well, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can figure it out there. We need to go to the regeneration matrix and stuff like that. But it's still this this kind of like, I don't know, uh, th- like this is an iffy thing to do, Superman. You know what happened last time, and that didn't go over well, and the Eradicator is not a good guy. To, so to to see mm-hmm. him there, to see that he has, uh, like, he, he sucked up a bit of, like, Jonathan Kent's, uh, like, DNA, and that's what brought him back, or something like that. Like, it was just like, this is not boding well, Superman. Don't do this! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it was still good. Like, that is one of the things that, like, mm-hmm. right away I was like, I think I'm going to like this book because it's hearkening back yeah. to Superman's stories that I really, really enjoy. Um, like, okay. That's I, good. I do all of that stuff. And then it kind of dipped. And then it was like, and then a tribute to to Darwin Cook. And I was like, I like this. And then it, then it kind of dipped back mm-hmm. down again. But still, like, I, 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 I liked the family stuff like we mentioned too it's not, yeah. it's not like when i'm saying it dipped back down it was a terrible book but it was just like okay this is a different <laughs> piece it's slower and mm. i don't know the book was just all over the place yeah which i like i said i appreciated because it's something i know happens in comics but i haven't experienced it firsthand which is just taking a chunk out of a long ongoing big established series that can play around with a lot of stuff and in like 13 issues you get five different things yeah yeah indeed um Mm. i guess last thing i want to ask is is like you did was there things that left you wanting more did were you confused by Mm. the 
were you, were you confused by the notes that were left by the editors <laughs> or stuff like that? Was was there was there stuff that kind of confused you besides the, the uh, things that we we talked about at the start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's like. I'm not up to date with who all is in the Bat family. The whole thing where there's two universes and like one Superman died and this one came from another universe and replaced him. But then they don't talk about being from another universe. So don't worry about that. Like I was aware there was canon I was missing out on. But I think the stories did a good enough job of making me not feel like I was narratively missing anything. Like it is just background info that may help me. I wanted to look deeper but I felt like emotionally for the immediate logistics of the story I had enough okay yeah because that's yeah that I I think is something that scares a lot of people off of comics Mm -hmm. it would be something like this where the book just jumps around and it's like oh well he's also a superman from another reality and he's in here what happened Mm -hmm. I don't know do I have to go back and read that one do I need just like I look you you can if you want but just j- j- jump in like some sometimes you won't understand everything that's happening all at once but I am kind of willing to go out on a limb here and say by the end of this I am hoping that you felt like you were more comfortable and you kind of understood what was going on or you could at least make mm-hmm. sense of it right and and just be like okay well I I might still not understand everything, but I'm much better off than where I was when I started. So if I continue, yeah. then it, I might just be like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Like, good. <laughs> I'll piece it good. together. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, that I, I, I think is something that, 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 that a lot of people struggle with. So that's why mm. I thought it would be interesting to talk about all of this stuff here with this book of like so mm. much so much mm-hmm. well i am all supermaned out that's about yeah. all i have to say on superman good stuff uh recommendations uh as i said earlier kong skull that island one. that movie's it's fun and this is the latest in a, a weird theme we seem to have picked up of farm comics okay, yeah <laughs> this is at least our fourth farm based comics title uh earlier this year we read black yep, hammer which i really jeff liked lemire. uh yeah last year we read uh also by jeff lemire essex county we read harrow county yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you want more like beautiful pastoral comic scenes of farms with like golden wheat waving in the breeze there those are other titles you can check out okay okay um yeah go check out dc's new frontier um that is go 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 read the book it is beautiful it it it, it has some amazing art work um it does have an animated adaption uh good superman stuff i um you know it's it's hard for me to suggest 80s like late 80s superman early 90s stuff because there's so much of it he was their title character they had like four Mm -hmm. superman titles running concurrently there's so much yeah um but it's really good 
if 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 you are a comic book nerd and you haven't checked it out, it is worth diving into and consuming as much of it as you can. Uh, let's see, let's see, what else would I recommend? Um, what what about a a super kid? Is there a good story about ah. a super kid? I would say The Runaways. Yeah. I, I always recommend The Runaways, which is a book from Marvel Comics uh, in which a bunch of uh, young kids find out that they that their parents are super villains. Because uh, we all know that at some point, every child feels like their parents are the bad guys. But it's a reality for these kids. So they run away and they decide to fight back. Uh, and stuff like that. And it's good. It's fun. Enjoy that book a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say go go check out that stuff. Good old yeah. recommendations. Uh, I, okay. Well, okay, so I have one more <laughs> recommendation right. that I need to recommend with a warning. Um. Mm. The warning is that the book I'm about to recommend uh, was written by Max Landis, uh, who has mm. is a known abuser uh, and has done some very, very shitty things. So if you want to avoid the book simply off of that, I understand. Um, however, he wrote a book called Superman American Alien, uh, that Paul and I covered on the Whatnots uh, podcast, which, again, you guys can find on our website a long, long time ago. Uh, we did that before we really knew all the stuff about Max Landis. Uh, but it's a six-issue miniseries on Superman uh, and his origin story about six different moments in his life. I have to say, it's a really damn good book. Um <laughs> And mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's a I think a more modern origin story slash um just kind of montage of things that I think will make you fall in love with Superman. Um if if huh. if you are not convinced if 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 you're one of those people like ah oh, Superman he's a terrible character <laughs> you know, I I think this might be a book worth checking out. But again, there is that caveat. So Mm -hmm. There you go. That's my recommendations. Okay. Ready for pitches for yes. next week? Well, uh, okay. next week is, well, uh, whatchamacallit, right? No? No, it's not. No, right. we've got one more Sunday left in the okay, month. So next week, what do you got for me, Melissa? Okay. Uh, if we were living in a brighter timeline right about now, we would be enjoying the Tokyo Olympics. We sure would. So, uh, in, this is something I had planned. This was a week of pitches I had planned at the beginning of the year. Like, oh, let's do something around the is Olympics. It like sports and I theme? decided to continue. No? no, it's stories about it's live action Japanese entertainment. Okay. I wanted to honor the people of Japan. We've studied their animation, their comics. We have not watched anything live action with actual people okay. in okay. it. Okay. So I wanted to find some live action Japanese shows and movies uh, and stories about Tokyo. Good stuff. Yeah. So pitch number one. This is a story I've been wanting to pitch for a long time and I've been saving it for this theme of pitches. 
This is a show you can find on Netflix called Kantaro, the Sweet Toothed Salary Man. Okay. And this is about a man who is a uh, elite publishing sales rep, and he goes around the country on these client sales visits, and he always tries to wrap them up so that he can go explore the world of desserts. He's obsessed with desserts. I think maybe he runs like a food blog or something. That might be part of this the story. This sounds so pleasant. So he's like, yes, absolutely. He's a right. salary man. How, how he's a company man. Like that sounds so Japanese, but then he wants to go do something in his free time. He's like, but I just, I love sweets. He's like, I just want to go to your local bakery. I want to go to your local ice cream yeah, shop. Good stuff. Yeah. And it seems like it's a, uh, Netflix describes the show as absurd, quirky, and feel good. And you watch the trailer and it does look really fun. Like the guy's got such an intense face as he sits there and he eats, you know, a delicate little cream puff or okay. something. Good, good yeah. wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my second show is actually also food based. Okay. This is another show called Midnight Diner Tokyo ah. Stories. I think I've heard about this. And the uh, the description for this is patrons of an otherwise mundane Japanese diner find simple yet profound connections with one another based on the shared love of a particular dish. I don't know if there's any kind of magic realism to this, if this connection that they feel is something mm-hmm. otherworldly, magic, psychic, or if it's just, I'm coming here to eat my favorite Okinamayaki and I'm talking with somebody else and they also have an important memory based on Okinamayaki and we talk to each other and we get each other's stories and a friendship has been made. Okay. Yeah, and Netflix describes this show as understated, heartfelt, and intimate. <laughs> and this one seems like much more of a drama, like kind of a simple slice of life drama as opposed to perhaps the more sitcom-y Kantaro. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Kentaro's 12 episodes, and this one is gotcha. 10. And they're like 23-minute episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pitch number three is a movie I read about called Adrift in Tokyo. Gotcha. Uh, this one, uh, you can rent it on YouTube for pretty cheap, like three sure. bucks. So not free, but affordable. <laughs> and this is described as Takamura has no friends and no family. He's a law student, but he doesn't have any particular ambitions. A thug offers to pay Takamura's considerable gambling debt if the student accompanies him as a tr- on a trip across Tokyo. And I read a bit more about this, and it seemed like it wasn't uh, super destination-based, but it was kind of meandering, kind of whimsical. You know, this uh, <laughs> kind of down-on-his-luck student is following this loan shark just meandering around Tokyo seemed like an interesting way to get to know the city, to see it through the lens of this okay. film. And this stars uh, Joe Odagiri. And the article I was reading says that he's a real outstanding performer in Japan. Oh, wow, like I really don't know anything about this, but this was kind of the point. Like, let's just find uh, the world of Japanese cinema, non-animated Japanese cinema that I really don't know and find some interesting stories about Tokyo. How about it. Yeah, yeah. So our three pitches are Kentaro, the sweet-toothed salary man, Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories, and Adrift in Tokyo. Um, hmm, let me see. 
see. Let's see. These are some good choices. One. Um. Let's. Let's go with Midnight Diner. Okay. I, I think that's that's the one that I want to do. I I feel like I've heard of this before, but I I I don't know. Mm. Um. I don't know. Yeah, cool. I uh, you said season one was ten episodes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think this one will be interesting because yeah, it's more of a drama slice of life type mm. of thing. Um. There, there's a couple like Japanese shows I've seen on Netflix, or not, 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 not that I've watched, but mm. I've seen that they are on Netflix that often do revolve around food or j j j just a simple thing, some simple thing, and it's about mm -hmm. people connecting because of that simple thing. Um, so I, 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 I would like to check Midnight Diner out next week. Yeah, okay. Good stuff. Night Diner. Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that about wraps us up for this week. So, Melissa... Where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to follow our show, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think we're sitting at 83 subscribers still. So we're on the road to 100 open praying that one day we will get there mm -hmm. uh so if you guys could help us out to get there that would be fantastic but with that we will uh see you guys next time thanks bye bye <laughs>